Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, let's start with uh, the conservative leader of B.C., John Rustad. I heard him on with you. Yeah, he was my first guest here this morning. And this whole question of who's making the decision over the land base in British Columbia, the looming changes to the Land Act, the British Columbia government moving to joint decision-making with First Nations, all part of UNDRIP, the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous P- Persons. So he's he's now calling for this UN Repeal. declaration to be scrapped and that this has injected all kinds of uh, uncertainty into decision-making on land. He voted for UNDRIP, by the way, back in the day. He but voted for thoughts? a whole bunch of things he now opposes, but yeah. that's all f- fair uh, in the game of politics. You can have flip-flops. Sometimes you can get criticized for it, but he's carving out some turf that I think is... Strategically, potentially of benefit to him. So there is um, concern about UNDRIP or, or nervousness about it, particularly in the rural regions of uh, of BC. It's not a big issue in Metro Vancouver, but outside outside of Vancouver, he's also opposing SOGI in in schools. He's opposing the carbon tax. So these he are, voted for all of these. He voted for all of them. Yeah, uh, he says it was a whip vote. He was forced to do it. So that sort of. Well, thing. let's let's listen to him on that because I asked him mm-hmm. about. Wait a second, you voted in favor of this undrip thing back in 2019. He actually made a speech about it in the legislature. Here's why I said, why did you why did you vote for it if you thought it was uh, it was bad? Here's what he told me. When I voted in favor of UNDRIP, quite frankly, you know, I was forced to as a party, but I did look at it from the perspective I raised the issues um, of, of my concerns with the, with the government, like I said, on these issues. Clearly, it is not working. If you go back and listen to the speech that he delivered then in 2019, he did, in fact, raise a lot of concerns and mm-hmm. questions about how is this going to work on the actual land base. But the bottom line is he still voted for it. He said he was forced to vote on it. Yeah, I don't well, think that's, vote, that's what they call a whipped vote, yeah, a whip right? Vote, yeah, and I, again, he's in a new party. That's yeah. not the old party. I think it's he's free to change his position. Yeah. You know, voters may judge him uh, harshly on that. I don't think they will. I think he's trying to carve out some territory that's going to suit suit his party quite well, particularly in the regions outside of Metro Vancouver yeah. and on the mainland, yeah. uh, the interior in the north. These are ridings that are ripe for the plucking um, for BC Conservatives. They they're basically running. Even though Rustad says, I'm running to form government. No, he's running to form the official opposition to the NDP. He wants to replace the BC United Party. And right now he's got a good chance of doing that. Yeah. I mean, the poll, that series of polls, as you mentioned, um, and not just one poll, six, I think, in a row, have BC United either tied with conservatives or, or a distant third to BC conservatives. So Rustad's going to run, he says he's going to run candidates in all the ridings. There's going to be 93 ridings. We'll see if he can actually fill that quota. But you take a look at places like Prince George, uh, the North, the Peace River in particular. I wouldn't put money against the Conservatives winning those seats because they're, that's Conservative territory. Yeah, and this issue could really resonate for him in these in these rides where people got concerned. Senior over. Democrats over the weekend think uh, very smart move by by Rustad. So they just admit that. <laughs> oh yeah, they say yeah. It can be a tough sell yeah. in some of these places, particularly when it's twinned with the Land Act. And the looming changes there. I heard you had Nathan Cullen on saying there's nothing to see here. Well, Nathan Cullen says this is actually going to be better for everyone. This is going to create more certainty. certainty. This is going to create more natural resource development. I don't know about that. Well, it may. I mean, there's already two gold mines announced under the NDP government, which you normally don't associate mining with the NDP. But um, one thing companies are looking for is certainty. They don't care who the landlord is, whether it's the Crown or First Nations, as long as there's certainty. 
local residents, though, might have a different view of one, this. One thing people should keep in mind when they think about this, I think, is that you know, often hear people will say, well, uh, Indigenous British Columbians, they should not have special rights. You should not have special rights based on race or ancestry. The fact of the matter is, Indigenous people in Canada do have special rights. Mm-hmm. It's, it's created, it's protected under a constitution, and by a whole series of affirming court decisions yep. in, the, in the highest courts of Canada. So when people think that way, like, oh, there shouldn't be uh, special rights for people. Yeah, guys, there are special rights for Indigenous people. Well, now, the question is, how do you, how do you deal with that? Do you, we deal with it with, through consultation, or do you actually move even further to this you know, joint decision-making that the government's talking about? And that's about? where there's a bit of fuzziness. What is joint decision-making? Yeah. Is it a veto? Is it a veto? The government uh, says it is not. The government says it's not. Rustad says it is. Yeah. Um, Rustad can certainly, I think... Um, capitalize on some of the concerns out there and yeah. insist there is a veto. Yeah. Like I say, this is an issue that plays differently in Fort St. John and Dawson Creek than it plays in Coquitlam. Yeah. And he's going to try to take advantage of that. And I think the odds are good that he's going to have some success with that. Let's talk about Selena Robinson here. How come um, we not? This is getting messy really quickly here for David Eby. Of course, her comments on Israel and Palestine. She apologized for the comment. Let's go back and listen to what she said. So this Israel. is Kevin... Okay, go ahead. Let's play it. Israel was was offered to the Jews who were who were misplaced, displaced. And it was a crappy piece of land with nothing on it. You know, there were you know several hundred thousand people, but other than that, it didn't produce an economy. It didn't have. It couldn't grow things. It didn't have anything on it. Okay, so she's apologized. EB accepted her apology. Put another the demands of her this, resignation. Put another statement out this morning. Yeah, where she's going to take some anti-Islamophobia training. Yes, um, this is a very unusual situation. So you've got a minister under fire being criticized by external political groups. In this case, a, a number of mosques. Yes. Yet the, the official opposition supports her. I've never seen this situation before where a minister is under fire with people calling for their resignation, yet the official opposition doesn't share that. So BC United says she should not be well, fired. so far... So they Car- just haven't said anything. Well, no, a couple have. Carolyn oh. Elliott, who's the executive director, tweeted strong support for Selena Robinson. Okay. So that's a major figure in the BC United Party. Yeah. And then you got Mary Polak, former BC Liberal Minister, also tweeting her support. I've been in contact with two BC United MLAs who... who sort of support Selena Robinson, but yet wonder whether she can hang on. Yeah. So this is the question. So the NDP caucus is meeting as we speak at a retreat uh, in Surrey. Uh, I think there's already been a protest there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've been, uh, I think 12 mosques have said uh, NDP MLAs are not welcome on their premises until she is out. I don't think David Eby's going to uh, dump her. But the pressure is going to be on Selena Robinson to make a move. Um, she made a move this morning with a statement that goes a little further than what she said before. But you think she, she was told by E.B., you better get out there and uh, I think do she, this? I, think, I don't think E.B., but I think some of her colleagues have been talking to her. Yeah. Um, and I think she's getting some input. But we'll see. I mean, it's still... She's in survival. She's trying to save her career here. Exactly. So yeah. she is in survival mode. But again, I go back to the fact that... So the political opposition is not calling for her to leave, yet the um, community, one section of the community, is calling for her to resign. So yeah. it's, um, now you got university students also, but it's like a rite of passage for university students to demand the post-secondary education minister to always to resign. When I was at UBC, we demanded the minister resign. This is a little different situation. 
I just wonder if EB will remain firm here and keep her in the cabinet, given that the NDP even canceled a fundraising event in Surrey on the weekend, maybe because they were concerned about protests outside. I, I would think that was probably the main yeah. reason. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got an election coming here, yeah. and now they're canceling fundraising events over this. So this is getting a bit of, quite a distraction. And we'll see again. This is early days in this. We'll yeah. see as this, but literally, this, as this goes along during the week, we'll see how this builds. I don't, I don't think she's out of the woods by any means, but I don't yeah. think necessarily she's going to be out of cabinet. Do you think that? Uh, EB is very loyal to her. Like, what's her relationship well, they like had, with EB? They, no, they had some differences, if you recall, back um, uh, back when he was running for leader um, yeah. and such. She, she was a former housing minister, replaced by Ravi Kalon. Um, or she had housing within her portfolio. So, no, there's not an, necessarily an ally there. But EB's pretty deft in his touch as leader in terms of relationships. So, I don't think he's going to um, jettison her from cabinet. I, I'd be surprised if he does, but. We'll see what her caucus colleagues have to say at the retreat today. I wonder if bound to come up for conversation. There are internal troubles as well on this. I mean, given some of the people that have called for her resignation include NDP MPs. So we have seen some new Democrats call for her resignation. There's no love lost between the B.C. NDP and the federal NDP. I can tell you that. The the B.C. government NDP caucus has no time for the federal new But I wonder if there's if there's pressure on EB behind the scenes no. to do something. No? The federal NDP plays no role in this at all. What about the provincial party? I mean, there are, you know, people probably in the provincial party are furious about this. Well, yeah, Maybe they're not saying it. I would think there's more internal support for Robinson than not, but that doesn't mean there's support for her to remain at any cost. Yeah. So, again, we'll see how this develops over the week. Like I say, I don't think the final chapter has been written on this. Yeah. Uh, she put a statement out today. I'm not sure that's going to be enough to appease a lot of her critics. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. It's Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Susan in North Vancouver. Hi, Susan. Go ahead. There are at least five verses in the Koran that talk about forgiveness. One of them states that to forgive is to trust Allah. There is another one that says there is reward from reconciliation, patience, Okay, Susan, you're, break, you're, break, you're breaking up, but I think I get your point, your thoughts. So, yeah, you know, so she has apologized. Forgive, forgive her and move on. She has apologized. She has apologized, and she's gone a little further than that, saying she's going to take some training. Yeah. Um, but I, I think EB at one point said last week that I, he accepted the apology, but the comments were clearly way across the line, and she had some work to, some do, work to do to deal with this. So, so I guess that's what we're seeing here now. Probably is reflective of yeah. that statement from the Premier. Yeah. Well, like I say, this is an ongoing this isn't going to get resolved today, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Noreen in Abbotsford. Hi, Noreen. Good morning. Um, my only question is, she made this comment. Yes, people make mistakes. We realize that. Um, but when Dr. Gandhi made a comment, the house was on fire, and he liked something and then apologized for liking it and disliked it, but he lost his job. So, is Well, he took himself what? out. Yeah, now he was, well, just, to remind, just to remind the listeners, we're talking about the uh, former deputy leader of the B.C. Green Party. Mm-hmm. He was a guy, what he, he liked the tweet or something comparing Natal, or, um, uh, Dr. Henry, Dr. Bonnie Henry to Joseph jo- Mengele, you know, yeah. the angel of Nazi, angel of death. Well, you know, obviously, <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. inappropriate. And, and he was quickly sacked by the Green Party over that. And he, he resigned himself. He, and he, he, he resigned. resigned, right, yeah. he resigned. So, and, and it wasn't like everyone was calling for his resignation. He just resigned. Yeah. Um, so it's, I don't think it's the same situation. Yeah. 
Okay, but you know, it, you raised an interesting point earlier. The opposition's not calling for her to be. Her, the only one I can detect is Adam Olson of the Green Party. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I'm not seeing anything from again the executive director of the BC United Party, very senior person, tweeted support for Selena Robinson. Yeah. Um, saying she's a woman of great integrity. Mary Polak, the former veteran cabinet minister in the B.C. Liberal government, same thing. Uh, again, Selena Robinson's kind of popular around the legislature, cancer survivor, cancer yeah. fundraiser. Uh, she's, got, she's doing bipartisan work with Michael Lee, the B.C. United MLA, to fight anti-Semitism. They're, they're working with each other. Uh, but these comments, by her own admission, went a little far. But oh, again, yeah. does, is, is this the new criteria for resignation? Mm. That a non-parliamentary group is calling for you to resign, even though the parliamentary group supports you. Is that enough for uh, heads to roll? Tim and Kamloops. Hi, Tim. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, this whole thing since October 7th has been interesting in all its timing. And in regards to the Selena Robinson thing, it kind of reminds me of what happened a while ago, uh, freshly after October 7th in Ontario, where the NDP, I believe, uh, MMP, what they call there, she got censored uh, Mm -hmm. for uh, being pro-Palestinian. So I think, again, the timing of this whole thing is very interesting, and I don't think it's going to be the first time anywhere around the world, not just Canada, where you're going to see these kind of things happen. Well, I think it's, uh, thank you for the call. I think it's it's incumbent and responsible on everyone on both sides here to measure their words very carefully here when they, when they comment this. Now, you know, Selena Robinson is a proud Jewish woman. She loves Israel. She's been very outspoken in support of Israel, which I think is fine, right? But you've got to be you know, a little somewhat measured in what you say. You and sensitive. I think she clearly... You have to be sensitive in the use of your language. Yeah. Of course. And, and, you know, this was a long, this took place in a long Zoom call. Yeah. Um, where, again, politicians make mistakes in Zoom calls. Yes. You know, this, where you've got no staff around. Right. You're at home. You think it's just a private conversation. It's not. It's being taped, and mistakes can be made, and they can blow up on you. Yeah. Rob in Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Good morning, guys. Yeah, with uh, Selena Robinson's situation, that whether you're Arab, whether you're a Jewish person, Jewish person, uh, you know, a crappy piece of land with nothing on it, I believe was what she said. You're going to offend a large, you know, a fairly substantial voting block there. So if David, David Eby, as far as I'm concerned, if he's the leader, he'll move her out of that portfolio. <clears throat> Whether he'll take her out of the ministry, I'm not sure. Hey, hey, Mike, with regards to John Restad on your program this morning, I agree with everything he says. That's why I'm going to vote conservative. I heard three people last week on your show. As a matter of fact, I think it was Wednesday. All three callers. You know, the one guy said, I'm not voting NDP this yeah. time. I'm voting for the Conservatives. And, you know, I think this could go back to a Dave Barrett situation when they were surprised. It surprised the hell out of them when they won the election. This goes back thank you. decades ago. Thank, thank you for the call. I got 20. Yeah, like I say, uh, right now, conserv- there's a debate in the NDP. Who do they pay attention to? Is it the Conservatives or BC United? Increasingly, they're going to be talking about the BC Conservatives. 